Next Chapter Podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Goodfriend, executive producer of the Play On podcast series at Next Chapter Podcasts. These productions begin with the translation of the text into modern English verse by the playwright who has been commissioned through Play On Shakespeare. Often, that playwright works closely with a dramaturg. And it's my pleasure today to have both of those people with me to talk about the Play On podcast series, Twelfth Night. This is part two of my interview with Alison Carey and Leslie Cross. It's amazing to me, uh, Alison, while we were working on this, this production, that the Supreme Court, we got the, the, the word, the, the sort of the leaked ruling that Roe versus Wade was going to be overturned. Allison, what was that like for you? Did you make that that sort of connection when you got word of this ruling that that we that that it correlates to this play? Did did it affect you in that way? I think the religious um, the 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 power of Christian fundamentalists in our country is so profound a threat to the, our ability to function as a democracy. Um, well, I did not connect it to this place so much in that moment that, you know, where we were all got on the Zoom and were like, oh. Um, I think it is below everything that we do in this country, um, this constant tension. And the ease with which Malvolio is sort of dealt with by the other characters. Um, the, end, the play ends with Malvolio saying, I will be revenged on the whole pack of you. And are we seeing Malvolio get his way in the United States of America in 2022? We, we certainly are. I think that's a very apt observation. And I think it's, in some ways it's the way if you focus on that part of the play, the play misses its mark, except insofar as Shakespeare is warning us all when Mavolio makes that threat that we have to be on our guard, um, which, of course, we are insufficiently on our guard. And we have a system of government which is now being corrupted by Christian fundamentalists. Allison, you say if you focus on that part of the play, the play misses its mark. Why? Because the Malvolios of this world are more powerful than we'd like to imagine them to be. So if you're saying that, that 
that the making light of Malvolio, the 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 comedy of Malvolio. Um, if you focus on the comedy of it, it doesn't it doesn't. Really... Yeah, because he's he's fairly easily dealt with, and so again, I have to correct myself and say that Shakespeare, in this warning of Malvolio saying "I'll be back," Malvolios keep returning and keep returning and keep returning. Um, and certainly the character of Malvolio and the class system and how people are treated differently and who he's allowed to dream of marrying and who he's not allowed to dream of marrying. You know, there's it's 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 not a it's not a simple narrative, um, but to connect it to the political and the way I mean, there's 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 so many connections between um, the characters of any great play and the 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 moments that the common moments and the common <clears throat> shortcomings that human beings share um across centuries um is 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 all there but i do i do think it's a it's a it's a warning piece and i do i mean i think just talking about the play one of the things i think especially the chris Christopher Lee Moore found finds in this play is the sort of deep grief that is everything in it. Um, everybody is suffering so profoundly, and the the idea, right, that from this you know time when it's cold and gray, this reminder that through the grief of whatever loss and pain you are experiencing in your life, you can renew yourself and you can find love and you can learn new things that you didn't know about yourself. Um, that is, that is a, that is the engine of this play, right? So insofar as Malvolios are powerful, that's a terrible thing. It's also a reminder that to overcome the Malvolios is possible because you can continue, you can at the worst of times, find renewal in the company of fellow human beings. Um, and I, and I'll say one more thing, because I'm, this is something I feel so passionately about. You know, I think one of you learn from the text, you can learn and learn and learn. And I would say when we were recording, Michael, you, you know, you were there, there would, an actor would say a line and I'd be like, Oh, Oh, I just kind of understood that line for the first time. Like, and this is, I've been working on this play for a long time. So, you know, there, there is always that, that constant learning, but I, I think there's so much in the text. There's so much in this, in the way that the actors voices illuminate the text. But the, one of the great things about theater is that it's an example of how human beings can function together right? It's the most collaborative, most human of art forms. And it is, it is it, 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 the miracle that a whole bunch of sort of chaos agents, which because yeah, all human beings are chaos agents, managed to like put on a play, everybody worked together, like get it done. And by opening night when you're never really ready, but here you are and you're like all together. And then you, you connect with the audience and everybody's in it all together. And that power of connection, it is so profound in the moment of creating theater and of experiencing theater. If we could carry that sort of collaborative enthusiasm and possibility of world creating outside 
of our rehearsal rooms and into our lives and into our legislative halls and into our courtrooms, the belief that it is this collaboration and connection that makes us humans at their best. That, that is why I keep returning to theater because this, this it gives me strength and it shows me every day the possibilities of human collaboration and imagination. This is Michael Goodfriend, executive producer of the Play On podcast series. I hope you're enjoying this conversation with the creatives behind the scenes. To listen to the full interview, join the Play On supporting cast for just $5 a month, which by the time you hear this might be less than you'll pay for a gallon of gas. You'll get in-depth interviews featuring some of the most brilliant artists working today. You'll also enjoy ad-free episodes of the Play On podcast series. Subscribe today for $5 a month. Join the cast. Go to ncpodcast.com and sign up today. Thanks for listening. Next Chapter Podcasts.